Welcome to the Local Marketing Institute podcast. Learn practical and trustworthy digital marketing tactics from the best local marketing experts in the world. Access show notes and our entire library of free training videos at localmarketinginstitute.com. And now, here's your host, Eric Shanefelt. Hey gang, welcome to this week's local marketing and SEO Q&A session here at Local Marketing Institute. I'm very excited today to be joined as always by my two cohorts in crime, Jason Brown and Ben Fisher. Hi guys. Hello everybody. Uh, we're also very excited to have Tim Capper join us from all the way across the pond. Uh, Tim, I think you're, you're in, uh, are you uh, in the London area or where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in the Midlands, so that's about 60 miles north of London, so Middle Earth awesome. for, for well, any Thanks for joining search. us, especially on a Friday evening, your time. We're very grateful for, for that. Um, but we're really, really excited. Uh, we've known Tim for, for, for a while. He is a well-renowned uh, uh, SEO expert uh, is, and also a very strong expert in the hospitality industry, so you will enjoy that today. Uh, before we get going here, though, want to go through, as always, a little bit of um, housekeeping. Uh, if you want to reach Tim after this session, I highly recommend you do. Uh, you can find him at onlineownership.com. And uh, his Twitter handle is at GuideTwit. So, uh, Tim, just briefly again, what's the story behind that Twitter handle again? <laughs> In the very early days of Twitter, I thought, um, why not start selling uh, likes and uh, from from Twitter in, the, in sort of the first year? And yeah, it did quite well, but I became the guide to it and it stuck. <laughs> so, Tim is the guide twit, although today he's guiding any twit who wants to run a hotel or any other hospitality thing online. So, there you go. Um, ben, obviously, you can reach Ben at studydemand.com and at the social dude on Twitter. And Jason, you can find him at reviewfraud.org and at Kaiser Holiday. Uh, of course, I'm Eric Shanefeld. I'm the founder of Local Marketing Institute. Uh, if you are not yet on our email list, please do go out to our website, localmarketinginstitute.com. Sign up. It's right there at the top of the homepage. You can get invitations to sessions like these and more. Um, subscribe to our podcast. If you can't attend live, you can always listen to it on Apple, Google, Spotify, even Alexa. Yes. For all you out there, I'm going to drive your Alexas crazy. You can just say, Alexa, play the Local Marketing Institute podcast, and we are on there now. Uh, I wonder if we're still number three in Croatia, guys. I have no idea. That's fine. We, we were, Tim, at one point, a few, a few months ago, we were number three podcast in Croatia, so, um, which is exciting. Um, and join us on our Facebook group at Local Marketing Institute Connect. We're now up to over 1,600 people on there, and uh, it's a very positive uh, anti-spam uh, thing. You won't get spammed on there. That, our own Jason Brown will bring down the velvet hammer on you for that, but it's, it's very positive. A lot of good, helpful people out there. And some really some of the best local marketing experts in the world are, are part of that group. So uh, join us out there. Uh, but without any further ado, Tim, I'd like to turn it over to you, especially with you kind of, you know, living in the hospitality field for the most uh, of what you do. This has obviously been a really tough year with, with COVID. Um, what's going on right now in local marketing for the hospitality industry as we're starting to maybe come out of this with some vaccines and other things going on, but what, what's happening from the marketing perspective that you're seeing? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been massively tough. Um, uh, tough. Yeah. I know the U S is, is kind of open. Uh, whereas you know, Europe, Europe's been shut down. Europe's actually going into more lockdowns. Um, a lot of my clients in destination sort of resorts uh, in Asia, well, they're not even letting people in or flying. So it's been, whereas uh, it was international tourism and targeting, now it was a massive shift over the last year for local, uh, just trying to get locals in. You know, we've, we've been experimenting where we've had the rooms uh, with different types of resorts. If they were city-based, long-stay uh, we've branching out. Um, we're branching out into sort of COVID recovery now. So properties that have had spas, mm -hmm. we're branching into COVID recovery, pushing that to the local market. Um, yeah, it's 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 really been tough. Uh, a lot of trial and error. You know, in the very early days, we were thinking, why? Well, hotels have got laundry facilities in them. Why can you know? Let's let's see if we can branch out into laundries. That one didn't work so well. Um, yeah, you know, uh, cocktail kits from the bars. We had 
you know, how do you keep how do you keep your barman paid and, and working? Well, we started uh, we we started um, uh, homemade cocktail kits in nice little packages delivered to people. You know, fancy a margarita after work. Um, these kind of things. So it was a real sort of. It hasn't stopped, but a real brainstorm and and how how, how can you keep staff paid? How can you you know moving forward? Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a tough time, but. Tim, do we lose? I think we may have lost. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. No, so yeah, it's that's what I say. It's just it's it's been a really tough time. I think it's really about um, just thinking on your feet. You know, how can you keep keep the doors open? How can you keep the lights on? Uh, really tough time. It's about thinking on 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 what you have available, and then really how you can push that to a local market in a new avenue. I imagine it's been a lot of communication, uh, whether it's on your GMB listing, whether it's on your website, whether it's via email or via social. I imagine it's just been a lot of communication as far as what's happening with your specific property in your specific jurisdiction. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Unfortunately, hotels and GMB have not made that very easy because uh, you literally can't communicate uh, to the public from your GMB in any way, shape or form. Uh, <laughs> But, which, which we're going to get to in a question. Yeah, later. we'll get to. But um, that's where cross-promotion comes in. So if you have a, a restaurant that's open to the public within your property, that can have a GMB uh, listing, which you can have messaging features on. Uh, if you have, sort of, for example, a spa or a fitness center, which is open to the public, that could have a GMB and you can use that. Uh, sort of uh, in a communication and in its, own, in, in its own way, its own sort of little micro uh, local marketing within itself. So you've got, you, you know, your main target, you know, is your marketing and then little mini micro marketing that's going on in these little different facilities and services that you provide within the section. So, yeah, it's, it's quite full on, um, but, you know, you, you, you've got to keep up. Well, it's probably like you said, another, we, we've, we talk about often here, well, well, Google My Business or our local search is obviously at the, at the heart of a local marketing strategy. It, it should never be your entire local marketing strategy, right? You know, your, 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 your email list is, is huge. What you're doing with your website, what you're doing when in social, those kind of things are just as, just as important. Yeah, yeah, massively. Massively, I've you know, uh, in terms of the site uh, for the hospitality industry, I've always endorsed. You know, uh, and of course, you've got a richer, a richer variety of local content and supporting content that you can push. Um, but one thing that you can start doing for you know hotels and little B and Bs and glamping is is now as things open up in your areas, be the source of that information for that area. You know, they may not necessarily stay at you because you might be out the price range or something that they were looking at, but be the source of the introduction to that area, what's open, what's not open, what you can do, where you can go. That's great. You know, things like that. So be the source of the information to the local area that you actually are in. That's great. Well, I mean, if you're open to it, Tim, we've got a tons of questions that have been coming in both both before and we got some coming in right now. You guys want to jump jump into a bit of a Q&A session here? Let's do it. All right. So let's go back into this review here. Um, before we jump in here, Jason, you had a quick update on some service area business listings that have been showing up uh, in the middle of the country. So yeah, I think somewhere outside of, was it Salina, Kansas? Everybody's service area business has been showing up out there? Yeah, everybody's been showing up in the, in the states, uh, in Independence, uh, uh, Kansas. Uh, we're also seeing it in in Canada. We're seeing it in Australia, New Zealand. Basically, any any business that has a service area business, meaning you're you've got your address hidden, uh, there's a bug where it's putting you in the middle of, of the country. Um, support is now properly trained, uh, over communicated on how to fix this issue, so you can now contact. Uh, GMB support directly through Get Help, and they'll be able to uh, get your issue fixed. Basically, you just tell them what your address is, and so that way they can actually put your address into the back end of Google, and that way your listing will show up. 
However, it does take about two to three weeks for the rankings to get fixed. That's the only caveat to that issue. Yeah, we're just going to local marketing is service area business, and it's showing up in the middle of Kansas right now. It is? Mm-hmm. Well, Wait, we, should fix that. we should fix that for we'll you. Get it fixed. Sure? We'll get it fixed. Yeah. I was going to say, this doesn't affect every service area-based business, by the way. So the way to tell if you're in Kansas is basically to search for your name and then Kansas or Farmington, Kansas, Independence, Kansas, uh, Kansas, and that's how you'll know. And if you are showing up there and you want business in Kansas, leave it alone. If you don't, contact support. If support fails, come to the community. You can also get, it can also be triggered through the autocomplete. So if you start typing in your business name, Google usually will pull in your entity down below and it'll actually tell you where you're actually, what city and state you're located in. Yeah, that's a good one. There you go. There you go. Good update. Uh, Ben, I think there was a couple of new changes to GMB that you blogged about on your site, I think. Yeah, it's just some visual stuff. You want to share your screen real quick? Yep. All right. So yeah, so they, they're, Google is basically trying to, with this update, is um, moving more towards the, the new merchant experience or trans- transparent merchant experience, whatever you want to call it, um, to where everything is basically happening inside of Google. And before, if you clicked on claim this business, it would move you to another page and then another page. And then finally, you'd get into GMB. In this flow, it's completely different. Now, when you click on claim this business, boom, you get this screen right here, which is managed now. And then it takes you into another screen, which is still an overlay, which is the still part of the whole verification flow. And then it brings you into GMB Web finally at the end. So this is just a more streamlined experience, basically, of claiming something. Um, yeah. So, and then the next one, if you'd want to scroll down a little bit. Sure is another visual improvement. And this one um, basically is where it used to be a drop down when you do a sort by, and now they've gone ahead and they're just kind of in, enhancing the, um, the visual experience again and trying to more standardize, which they've been doing over the past year and a half with these chips, but that's it. Okay, so just a couple of UI changes doesn't necessarily change what businesses need to do, but hey, be aware of this. Yep. Great. Great. All right. So we got those two going out. Uh, Tim, this is a great question for you, I think. And I think uh, it was, I saw a couple of Q and A's going out about this as well. Um, uh, Tim, I heard there was a possibility that the posts feature might soon be available for hotel listings. Is there any truth to this? And if so, how soon? Uh, no, you've been sadly been misinformed. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 it looks like it. people think about this because when they see it, when, when they, you know, search their actual property, you act, if you're logged into the same account, you actually see a post feature in, in the knowledge panel going, um, you know, if you're logged into your property, it'll actually say post to post at the very bottom of the knowledge panel. Um, so, and people go, huh, what? And then when you click on it, it just goes to a, um, a 404, you know, a, a, dead, a dead section. Whereas if it was a traditional business, you could actually then post direct from, from uh, you know, search. Um, so that's why people think that's there. No, it's completely, it's just not going to happen. You know, even during COVID, uh, when COVID first hit, um, you know, Jason and Ben will, will, will <laughs> attest to, the, the screaming, ranting, shouting, begging, pleading that I was doing with the GMB team about giving us a COVID post, at least a COVID post, so that we could tell guests what the hell was going on. Um, they denied, denied, denied. And eventually, I think three or four months in, the only thing that hotels got was a COVID attribute. We couldn't, we, they will never allow posts. It's too valuable to them uh, to allow uh, properties to post. And if, and if you, um, and if, you know, with the COVID situation, if they allowed the COVID post to go ahead, then of course hoteliers would have gone, well, you've enabled it now. Why can't we do normal posts? And then it would have stopped. They didn't want to crack open the door. Yeah, they didn't want it. They just did not. No, definitely not. So that actually brings us to something I want to jump ahead a little bit on here. Another question that came in here and, you know, the difference between, uh, you know, hotel posts or hotel GMB listings versus other GMB listings, 
And I think you mentioned one thing, hey, they're not going to allow posts. Um, but what are some of the other differences? And then why? Why are they not giving these hospitality uh, uh, listings the kinds of freedoms that they're giving other listings? Well, uh, they figured, well, essentially it's money. Um, they figured out how to monetize uh, hotels uh, in the very early days. Um, it's, I think it's a quarter of Google's revenue. Um, they are definitely not going to give you an inch. Yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be no, no inch given when it comes to, you know, revenue. Uh, you, you literally can't do anything. You can't even set your business description. Um, for right. That was a question of coming through the Q&A here as well. Yeah, and, yeah, hey, yeah. Why can't I control my business description? Sometimes it's, it's just flat out wrong. No. And fun fact about that, those terrible, terrible descriptions actually are written by a team based in New York and manually curated. Uh, there used to be a direct uh, form for, for these snippets where you could request a change. But now with the new Get Help uh, form, you have to go through Get Help. Uh, they, they will change them. They will you know, help you, you know, curate them but you have to go through the general get help form now. Which is inside your GMB listing, right? Uh, yes, the, the, the right. standard get help, the, the GMB support. Right. So for any hotels out there who think this is incorrect or it needs to be changed, their only option is to use the get help form within the GMB listing, the link that's there. And that will go back to eventually to the GMB and hopefully the team in New York to be reviewed and, and updated. Yeah. For some reason, and this is a bugbear, even that you've got highlighted there, um, <laughs> they, for some reason, like using the word posh. Uh, posh. Almost every <laughs> single hotel out there is described as posh. Someone on this team somewhere has got posh in their head and it, it literally appears everywhere. I, I, I just, it's crazy. That's hilarious. Are they I mean, using like it's, a, it's hilarious and it's also sad at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's like it must be in their playbook or something. For some reason, they must think the word posh is 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 a great marketing marketing seller. But hotels hate it. <laughs> maybe well, they're, maybe they're using a keyword a, a, a keyword spinner and like posh is one of the the words. I bet you they do. I get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They grab something off booking.com or something like that, throw it in a spinner and out it pops. There you go. <laughs> well, so, so I actually, this brings up an interesting question I'd like to pose to all three of you. So we've seen what's happened with the hotels that they've really got their heads around that industry. And I'm, we're seeing it happen in restaurants too, where they've really got, where Google's kind of seems to really have their head beginning to get wrapped around that industry and how to insert themselves into the buy process and taking more and more control over the listing and giving the actual property less and less control of the listing, um, which may or may not be a, uh, maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. I think that certain hotels may benefit from that. So do you see that beginning to happen with other verticals as Google begins to get their head wrapped around those verticals, right? I'm thinking along the lines of some of the home services industries, guys, where you know there's, there's local services ads and other things well, like that that could be coming. Well, we already see the tests periodically, and I think they've tested it five times now on regular GMB listings, um, where they insert ads, uh, although those ads are from the actual business itself, Groupon, um, other deal channels where they actually insert that deal into the GMB listing for that business. So they're already testing with ad placement within um, uh, from third parties within GMB listings. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, they've tested it four times. I think the last one was three weeks ago that they just did. Um, so you're certainly they, they're certainly playing around on how they can get ads into your into your GMB listing. I was just going to see if they're inserting in uh, if they've brought in anything from Home Advisor or those other things in here or local services ads inside some of these. Yeah, they they, yeah. They, they, they they they're big crazy ads. Um, cool. I I don't think you're going to see a ton of changes to 
the standard knowledge panel across a lot of industries. Um, right now, LSA, like you said, is the big push and it has been for what, four years now? Mm-hmm. Um, really a, a lot more over the past two years. And, but that's, you know, they've expanded and they do expand the categories, but they do a ton of testing as well. So I think you're going to see some micro changes happen, but I think it's going to be based on like, you know, is it an SAB? Is it a storefront? Because that's the big kind of battle, right? Right. Um, more than anything else. So, but I, I, I think that the personally is that if they're going to figure out how to monetize something, they've probably already done it. And they're probably working on it. So that's why hotels are special. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give kind of a cryptic answer because I actually talked to a Googler at uh, local U Denver in 2019. And I asked him point blank. I said, what's going on with hotels and why can they not have posts? And they gave me an answer. And based on the answer that they gave me, which I thought was very interesting and eye-opening and I hadn't considered it. I don't think we will ever get to a point where we will see the type of control and limited uh, usability that we see for hotels across mom and pops. Um, However, I do think we could see some nuances and changes when it comes to brands and chains. So like Applebee's may be, you know, completely different than your hole in the wall restaurant right near you uh, per se. So, I mean, I think, you know, there, it's, it's, I think it's abundantly obvious that there's some people that um, are able to get other special graces from, from Google that the rest of us uh, don't get. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think also the big difference there is, you know, all of, all of this is nested within Google travel. Uh, so when, you, you know, uh, it's, it, it, it's, ne- so we, you know, you consider the local finder, but the local finder is actually nested with it's in it, with it, with it, within its own forward slash, you know, travel, Google travel, where you literally bringing everything in there, you know, flights, hotels, um, you know, they started branching out and, um, <laughs> you know, explore an area, what you can do in the area, uh, you know, things to do. Uh, so all of this is nested within that. And I think if, I mean, can you imagine if Google did this, like Google electricians <laughs> or Google like Jeez. service business, you know, that's when you start getting worried. Um, I could see them going into the service area thing. Really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Amazon's done that, right? Yeah. Um, home advisor is there. You you know they don't. You know that they they've got to have their eyes set on like the home advisor yeah, space. Yeah. But they've already figured out monetizing that with the LSA. You know, they have. so if they were going to go down that road, but I mean, literally they could because they've already got all of the GMB, haven't they? Um, they could literally kind of convert this very quickly into something similar. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't just, think a just, whole lot of people yet know about Google Travel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is still kind of a little bit behind the scenes. I don't think a lot of people really know about it yet. But I, you can see that they're building on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and that's the thing for hotels now. You know, you, because they're creating these things to do and explore the area. Mm-hmm. Once, once he uses into this they can literally explore everything without actually coming out of it. So uh, properties now, my advice is start working on your local content because once you've lost a user into Google travel, they aren't coming out. And if they find your property, you're paying for that click. You're paying for that booking. You're paying the commission, whichever way you look at it. So create your content, your localized content now. Um, rather than lose the user into Google Travel. Gotcha, makes sense. Um, so let's go to a couple other questions that we had here. Uh, Tim, this may also be a good one, right up your alley here. Do you have any tips for ranking better on TripAdvisor? So like, for example, here's the Broadmoor Hotel on TripAdvisor. Well, uh, TripAdvisor... Uh, <laughs> One of those things is, of course, having your paid 
you know, as, as, as uh, unfortunate, but it is, it's about, you know, you're, you're, you're free versus your actual verified and, 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 and um, is, is going to be a, a difference there. Uh, your reviews, um, you know, your reviews are certainly going to work, but I'm going to question why are you asking about ranking better on TripAdvisor? Because TripAdvisor in terms of OTAs or online travel agents in a hotel plus location query is not doing very well. They have been dropping consistently over the last few years. Um, across the properties that I manage, um, we, you know, literally bookings are down to virtually nothing coming from TripAdvisor. Absolutely almost nothing. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would, mm, I would, you know, maybe put your resources into something else. TripAdvisor hasn't been a big player for at least two years now in, 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 in the hotels that we manage in terms of bookings. So you're uh, talking about done. overall booking. So, so, cause I, when I look at, when I think of like optimization, you know, how to optimize my listing on TripAdvisor, there, there, there's two separate things. So one is, okay, um, you know, is TripAdvisor or TripAdvisor results showing up in a Google search? That's yeah. one level of potential optimization. And there, I think you're, what you're saying is it looks like that's probably dropping down. Yeah, they seem to be dropping a lot for uh, certain different, you know, certain different queries, uh, a hotel plus and hotel in. Uh, it may be slightly different in the States um, where they've got a big a bit of a bigger footprint. But what I've seen in Europe, Asia, a lot of our resort kind of stuff, uh, TripAdvisor is really dropping down in the, in the sort of positioning for the general OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are going to be doing something, uh, make sure that okay, you you want to do the your you, you want to obviously be a paid and verified. Reviews are a big thing. Uh, TripAdvisor works there. This sort of algorithm works a lot on 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 that. Uh, keep your content fresh with them. Um, uh, so it's like anything. The more that something's used, updated, managed, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna have a reflection. Um, but also remember, you know, so they're also t- TripAdvisor is also slightly tied in with Expedia. So, you know, keep your things working together with Expedia if you're also uh, managing an Expedia um, system. Um, don't give uh, – Expedia at one point did have a thing with TripAdvisor where you had to do the same kind of room deals. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure because we've dropped a lot of TripAdvisor for our properties now. Uh, you know, when the bookings start and it, and it doesn't make financial sense anymore. Uh, you know, we've stopped managing them uh, in that sense closely. So, right. so anyway, as uh, talking about the optimization, we were talking about okay, can you optimize TripAdvisor to rank in Google? But then it's also on TripAdvisor the optimization within. TripAdvisor. Yeah, so, yeah. and and there you're saying, hey, the general rules apply. The more complete your listing is, the more you can keep your listing updated. Yes. The more you can get the the reviews. It's all the same kind of things that we would expect to. Same kind of things you would be doing with your GMB. Gotcha. Um, now, question for Tim. Now, is TripAdvisor bookings decreasing because the hotelers aren't aren't big fans of, of TripAdvisor or is it because the market's just getting flooded with a bunch of new players on board trying to do the, the quick, easy discount booking, price comparison shopping? Yeah, TripAdvisor fell into Google's bad books. Oh. Yeah, they were actually taken out of um, the booking panel in the knowledge panel. Um. We don't quite know what happened or occurred, but they have fallen out of uh, Google and TripAdvisor have fallen out of love for one another. Interesting. Well, that would be yeah, one of the reasons saw, why bookings are down from TripAdvisor. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, literally, you know, and, and from the point that, yeah, people aren't, aren't coming through, they're not in the actual knowledge panel. So I guess it's also a bit of a snowball effect um, when they're not in the knowledge panel as a direct booking to the hotel. 
you're going to, you, you know, people aren't going to be booking onto it. Hotels then start going, right, well, why am I spending time with this? Uh, and it's probably a bit of a snowball. Yeah. So uh, John brought up another good, good question then. Hey, so if TripAdvisor isn't bringing in a lot of bookings, where right now are you recommending hospitality businesses or specifically hotels um, focus their efforts other than Google? Uh, well, yeah, you're a bit of a catch-22 because uh, hotel plus location, um, I don't know if you know, but in 2018, an algorithm specifically came out where... Um, like this? Yeah. So, you know, if it was, well, they, that, that's a brand, brand sort of search query, but or if it was like hotel in Colorado <laughs> um, in 2018, actually... So you've got booking.com, but you won't actually find uh, an actual, uh, you, very rarely you will find actual hotel domains in a, in a search query. So if you scroll down, it's all should, it's normally all OTAs. So you've got Expedia, TripAdvisor, what's the next one? Hotels.com, booking.com, travel news, kayak. You literally don't have an actual business domain in there. <laughs> and that was changed in 2018, August of 2018, an algorithmic change. Um, so actual hotels, domains, the actual hotel domains were removed out of the search query or pushed back to page three, four, five in favor of bookings, booking sites. So although you still want to optimize for hotels in XYZ the way you are, um, you, you, you literally can't. Once the person hits at the query hotels in uh, area, uh, you've you you are going to unfortunately pay a commission somewhere because you they they won't come to you directly. They will go either you know into the hotel finder. They will actually if they scroll down, they will be using one of the OTAs where they will be paying anywhere from a twelve to fifty percent commission. Um, you're not going to get a free a free click out of any anywhere in there. Uh, so. Things that I would, you know, I would, what what have have worked well for us is we literally um, we go on the the fact that a user, unless they already know an area and they go directly straight to hotels in area, like they may have been invited to a wedding, hotels in. But what we try and do now is we try and find that we try and get the user organically uh, when they start researching an area before they land on the query hotels in because once they finish their research and they go to the hotels in you are going to pay a commission there's no way you can one way or you're going to pay a commission through one of the one one way or the other there's no way they'll find you organically there's just it it's just not going to happen um so we concentrate massively on the local area like literally everything and uh hotels.com has cottoned onto this and hotels.com is starting to create subdomains for areas. Um, so they haven't it in that one. That's still within hotels.com. But if you look at a lot of other places, they will have the subdomain like um, bangkokhotels.com, like under the, you know, yeah, yeah, bangkokhotels.com, like literally every single kind of area. And there they create. Um, you know, and then they create sort of a lot of different things. So, yeah, it's a tr it's tricky one. I would concentrate on your supporting content because once I hit hotels in area, you're going to pay a commission one way or the other. Okay. Hey, so why, I think let's, let's do one more on the on the uh, kind of hotel space here. It was a good question that came up. And then I'd like to go into some other more, more general uh, yeah. uh, local search questions. Um, good one by Kathleen. Is there any way to remove the hotel booking links from a GMB listing. Yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> um, there's only one company I know that, that has done this, and that is a UK company called Premier Inn. They've got sort of, I think, 8,000, uh, uh, no, I was gonna say 8,000. They, they've got 1,800 hotels. Yes, they can, stop using them. Remove yourself from Expedia, remove yourself from hotels.com, remove yourself from TripAdvisor, remove yourself from Orbitz. Remove yourself from every single booking site out there, right? 
And you just cut off your nose to spite your face. Ah, trick is. Um, well, so Premier Inn did this. They actually had an increase in bookings, 300% stronger return on ads, 60% really? lower cost and access. Yeah, because you cannot book their property. Now, they're a big brand. So, so they're a well-known you, brand. They are well-known. Um, they like, I, I would guess, you know, they, they're as well-known as Hyatt, Marriott. You know, they're a well-known brand. Um, middle of the range. So literally anyone traveling anywhere, if you don't want to have a too high a spend, it, Premier Inn is going to be your, you know, your go-to. Do you have an example, um, Tim? I can look up? Uh, yeah. I guess if, well, I suppose from the US, if you searched uh, Premier Inn, Premier Inn, and then you could say, oh yeah, you could do London. Uh, or no, hang on, that would that would give you a whole list of them. But yeah, you could uh, Premier Inn, um, Corby, uh, Corby, uh, Corby. There Where we go. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you hit on that, if you scroll down just a little bit, so you've literally got nothing. Oh, hang on. Trip.com. Yeah. Mm. What, what happens if you click on view more rates? Probably not. So what they do, go. it's interesting how oh, that's an it. ad. That's an ad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah, it, that's why it would show up there, right? Is because it's net. So, so Google actually, this is very new because, uh, so very interesting. But anyway, um, it's cut to the chase. Yes, you can drop all your OTAs, but you see the Premier Inn. You can book direct through them in the official site. Now that is still through hotel ads, right? Through Premier Inn. The irony there is even though they've got rid of all, you're still, to display your own property, you still have to do that through hotel ads and you still got to set your commission base. So, now, even, though, so even though this is the, the GMB listing for Premier Inn, in yeah. order for them to have their, their own, own booking, their own booking, they have to actually pay for this ad. Yes, you still have to, so your hotel ads are slightly different. You don't pay per click. You set a commission rate on your different rooms. So depending on what room's showing up, you're going to, you, you, you know, some people will just go, right, okay, 10% commission across board. But others, if you want to get more technical, a lot of the bigger properties will actually break down rooms based on commission and things like this. But you, 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 you basically set it on a commission you're prepared to pay. And that's where yours will appear over either sometimes above booking.com. Sometimes it won't even appear within the five. It's basically what you are. So although they've ditched every single one, uh, they, they're no longer paying anyone else a commission. They only pay Google a commission Makes sense. for their own ad on their, yes. own, on their own business. Can, yeah. you, can you set the commission as 1%? The, they will be. No, I think the lowest you can set is 10 um, so they will they will have it on their lowest setting because nobody else. But it's interesting now that I'm seeing this ad that's triggered there because that has never actually been there before. So and people dislike Yelp for some of their heavy-handed <laughs> tactics. Yeah, be and, go. wait, hold on. And the and the same is true with regular GMB. So like if you have you know like if you're a restaurant and you've got like you know DoorDash and Grubhub then you have to cancel with them if you're using any of the reservation yeah. features or you know any of those any of those uh, third party add-ons that you can get into GMB you have to actually go and cancel with that provider and then that provider then has to reach out to the GMB team to get that feature removed from your own oh, it's, listing it's down under the phone number actually is what you're looking for yeah. So oh, those sure. those yeah. two, but they but they can actually also be controlled inside of GMB. But they but but they but they but Grubhub could still put an ad right here. Of course. Yeah. Bottom line, here's the deal, guys, and we've talked about this multiple times. I don't care what industry you're in, your GMB listing is not yours. This is Google's real estate. It may have your business's information in it, and they may give you access to do some things on it, but this Business listing does not belong to you. It belongs to Google. And frankly, they can do anything they want with it because this is their website. 
That's so correct. do the best you can within the gut, within the limitations and capabilities that you've got. Diversify and create as many direct relationships as you can with existing customers. Um, and don't rely 100% on it, but just be aware that's just the way it is. Uh, nothing much we can, that can be done about that. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the thing that makes my heart sink, like on the forums or things like this, when a business is having a problem and, and they literally say, um, I am, I am losing money now or something like that. And you're like, why, oh, why are you putting all your eggs in the, in the Google basket? You know, 100% agreed. Um, okay. Let's move on to a couple other questions here, uh, that are, we're probably stay pretty much in the, in the, in the GMB vein here. Uh, but Jason, I thought this might be a good one for you here. Good question came in from Tricia about practitioner listings. Um, I know real estate agents can have their own listing that's separate from the actual brokerage. Uh, however, Google doesn't talk about the address. Um, bottom line, should real estate agents be set up as a hybrid with both a, an address and a service area? What's the best way to, to do this? Well, it depends where you're where your business is registered. So if you're registered and you've got your GMB listing at that actual realtor uh, location address, then then you're gonna sh- you need to show your your address. If you're using your home address, then and you don't have signage, then that would be the case where you would want to to hide the hide the address. You know, um, you know. But the different, you know, here's the here's the thing. You're gonna get you know the the business itself is gonna be you know. Uh, real estate agency, and then the person, the practitioner would be the real estate agent. Um, however, it would probably make a lot more sense to create the listing at your house, just because you are going to be filtered out by every other real estate realtor that has got a GMB listing at that same location. And there's going to be a lot of confusion where somebody's going to be ranking higher than somebody else. You're going to get boxed out, and then proximity and the the uh, Possum update. So yeah, I, I at that point, I mean, look, nobody's nobody's going to be really truly coming to you really for you know as a real estate agent because you're going to be serving people anywhere. You know, they're going to find you on Zillow and all those you know booking sites. And another thing about that is, is that yes, as a real estate agent, you do have people come to the the actual real estate office to see you and do paperwork, etc. So uh, in that case, you could just tell them to go meet you there. But what Jason's talking about is very, very real. I had a conversation with a client yesterday that was like, for six months, I have no idea why I've fallen out of ranking completely. And I think it's my competitor who took took it over. And I looked at it and I was like, no, as a matter of fact, you're both being filtered. There's over 50 real estate agents at this location with GMBs. So this happens with any practitioner thing, whether it's dentists, doctors, attorneys, real estate agents, when we're looking at this kind of thing here, I, I, you got to look at this from two different perspectives. There's the perspective of the individual practitioner and there's the perspective of the organization, right? So all those out here, the group Realty has tons of agents up here in Northern Colorado. Matter of fact, here's their GMB listing for, for in Fort Collins. And you can see where it's located right there, 401 West Mulberry up in Fort Collins. Very interestingly, though, I did a real estate agent's Fort Collins. Now, granted, it's not a direct, like, geolocated search of my phone. I'm doing it off my computer here. But look what's showing up. A specific real estate agent, Kyle Basnar at the group. Now, if I'm Kyle, I'm thrilled by this. If I'm any other agent in the group realty of their 50 agents at that office, I'm pretty pissed about this. And I don't know how I'd feel about it if I was the group uh, the, itself the as, brokers, as, the, as the brokerage. The broker's pissed actually at this point. Yeah. I mean, so this is a very, really interesting challenge that, that I think, that I think um, any kind of practitioner type business needs to really think through the right kind of strategy. And I was not sure, sure we have time to dive into what that strategy needs to be right now, but uh, you got to think about this. Uh, you know, the, the, Kyle's thinking about himself and getting more business for himself. The brokerage needs to look at this though as a holistic view. And that would be true with any other kind of uh, practitioner listing, in my opinion. 100% correct there, Eric. All right. Let's go here. Uh, here's a cool one. I'll open this up to, uh, to any of you guys. What tool do you guys use to set your geolocation when checking listings? 
Go ahead, JB. GS location changer. GS location changer. I think I brought the one up already. Yeah. No. GS location changer. This is the one you guys recommend the most. Hands down. Yeah. Got it. And Did the nice thing, sorry, the, the nice thing is it's like, so right now, if you see the icon, uh, you know, where it's right next to the gather up, there's that little icon. Yep. Right there. When it is red, it means your fake location is enabled. So any searches that you will be doing would be coming from whatever uh, area you put in. So you can put a street address, you can put a city, you can put a state, a country, and you will start getting results from that. So as you scroll down, it says that uh, right now, uh, Eric's in Old Town, Wichita, Kansas, because that's where GS location has put him. So if he unchecks that little box, then it turns it off. And then when he does new searches, he'd be able to be in his own area. Yeah, just yeah, do a some reasons, For do some a, reason, Zoom messes up with this. Yeah, do a refresh and you'll no, be no, back. No, I refresh and it's back to Windsor. Yep, yep. exactly. And so so it, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's the one called out there, location guard or something like that. And it's horrible. It's really, really terrible. This one is nice because you can set the, um, the longitude and the latitude. Yeah. So if you're doing things like pinpoint precise and somebody's like, well, how come I'm not ranking at my address? Okay. Well, what's your longitude, latitude? Go look it up, pop it in, bang. You can start you can put doing a your specific debugging. address in here, not just a city too. Uh, not too sure about that. Okay. Try it. I well, will try later. it, but you know that my, my, when I'm doing later. Zoom, it doesn't always show. So I don't think you can do an address. Um, you can do zip codes. That works out really nicely. So here's a quick little fun fact, because now we're talking about geo, uh, geo coordinates, but a little just a offshoot into the hotels again. I don't use geo coordinates in my local uh, business schema marker because for some reason, guests at hotels love to move the pins around. So every time <laughs> the pin gets moved, your geolocation changes, which breaks your schema. So... I haven't used geo uh, location in my schema in almost five years, and I specifically only stick to the hazmap, which is your CID direct CID. So just a little bit of a no. That's that's awesome, that. Tim. Well, and I think in your situation, when you're working with hotels, a lot of the clientele are from outside the local area as well, yeah. and so they're not necessarily needing to be geo located. Probably in some ways, beneficial for you not. Be to mm. see what it looks like without the geolocation being set at the specific area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, ben, here might be a good one here. Could you tell me why a Google search for our company name, local management, which GMB verified, wouldn't be displaying a knowledge panel on the right <laughs> side of search results? So I think I brought up an I think I looked this up. Yeah. So I did a, a little local management Delray Beach. Now I'm not geolocated there right now, but obviously there's it not a knowledge still, panel coming up. It should up. still bring it up, right? Yeah. Because I mean, you're doing well, it this is technically explicit. a branded search. Yeah, exactly. So actually steady demand. We suffer this exact same issue. And the reason is because if you type in, go to Google and just type in steady demand, Eric, you'll see why. Um, there you go. And yep, hit enter. So while we have some great branded search, if you go down a little bit, you're going to start to see little things like steady demand definition. Steady okay. On YouTube. Oh, that's you guys. Well, that's all me, but yeah, I've done a lot of reputation management on myself. So, but if you keep on going, you'll see stuff about, uh, oil for instance. So they talk about steady demand a lot when it comes to oil. And so it just kind of keeps on going um, as far as that goes. You want to try like, online ownership? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Do it. Do it. Online ownership. Yeah. No, you but have so to, you have to now qualify. Yeah. You have, yeah. yeah. It's just you like to, you have to quantify it. Yep. Yeah. Like, and that's. But here's his question, right? So if I did local management and I even put the location of the company, Delray Beach, Florida. It's still not showing up. Yeah. So that's two problems. So the first problem, right, is going to be about just it's a generic term. Okay. Which, like we were talking about in the green room, is a big problem when it comes to when people are renaming their business to something generic, right? Like dumpster company, <laughs> something right. like that. Um, so 
However, you know, you can build up your relevance, right? You can build up relevance. And this is what Solitude Lake Management most likely has done. And when we were in the green room, JB did some uh, good research on that. Jay, you want to go? Yeah. So here's so a couple things. So one, I noticed that you do not have individual location pages for all of the different locations. So if I go to the website and I click on location, it dumps me into a page with every single location on there. Uh, your main location in Delray is displaying the 800 number and not its own individual number. So and, you go to the actual GMB listing for it? Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to right now. Um, okay. But I mean, we can skip it. However, because I use the GS location. So, so first create individual locations for each location. Use the local schema markup as well. See how like, so actually, no, now it's not showing that one, but I had another one where I was actually, it was actually triggered. Oh, their website shows the 800 number, not the 561 number for location. Uh, yeah, there was 800 and a 312 number. Yes, but when you like, if you scroll up towards the top, I think under resources maybe or contact, there's something okay. that said there was something that said locations. Um, anyway, uh, that so that's where that's where I was finding like some some confusion. Here's the other issue: they have a knowledge panel when I use GS location uh, for their area, you know. So I changed my location to uh, Delray Beach, and so it looks like. They are registered as Invergrate Solutions LLC, which is a media company. And when you click on to it, then that starts telling, then it tells me their LinkedIn page says DBA local management. So there's like a whole slew of confusion going on with Google. So as Ben said, you know, you have to go in and you have to, you know, do some online reputation management and make sure that, you know, you're, you're claiming your entities and this is where, you know, the wonderful and talented Cindy Crumb comes in and starts making sure that you're cleaning up all your online data and getting everything, you know, synced up. Uh, then you'll start, then you'll start getting, you know, you'll, you'll start fixing a lot of those issues. But I was talking with a company that I consult with. They wanted to know why they couldn't get knowledge panels to pop up when they typed in uh, the joint chiropractic in Colorado Springs. Well, it's because there are, four different locations in Colorado Springs. And so it's right. not going to be able to pull up that location. But when I typed in location management with my geolocation being set to Delray Beach, I got the three pack results for three of their locations in the area. And I think two were like in Boca. Right, so I just put in Delray Beach and I did it and I'm not getting it. But anyway, I, I think, I think the, the, maybe this is, here we go. Here we go. There here it is. Go. There, see, there we go. So I, I, I think the, I think the in Delray Bay apartments. It's a brick and mortar. I checked. Okay. It's good. Sweet. I was just checking. <laughs> I, you know, radar, you got me well trained, Jason. Radar was going off. Uh, b b bottom line, some good stuff going on here, but really you got to check the alignment of all the various pieces, your website, your schema data, your GMB information, your incorporation information so that Google could really put it all together and say, you know what, this is, the actual place. I think this also been brought up a really interesting question that you and I were talking about earlier. I think all three of us that um, the problem with with there are a lot there are businesses out there that will actually rename their business name to match a search term. Right. And the challenge that is is okay. That might help in a discovery search like this. But if someone's kind of actually doing a branded search they're actually looking for your name, that could really hurt you on that side, right? Cheap car insurance, man. <laughs> cheap car insurance, right. Uh, don't give me a start. Cheap, cheap car insurance, Ben. <laughs> or scissor I'm lifts. Doing it. I'm doing it. Just saying. You watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so but let's talk about that for a minute. All three of you guys, what do you recommend? Should a business actually change go through the process of maybe doing a DBA and changing their name to actually match a potential search term that someone's putting in, or should they keep with their branded name and try to optimize more for that? What are the, what are the, what's your recommendations? What's the best way to go? It's, it's yeah. the latter, Eric. It's, you know, you should always keep your brand name. And if you're going to put keywords and you're going to go through all of the steps, I mean, I've got a client that just did it for 10 locations. Um, 
then just append the keyword after your name because this is only going to last so long. You know, we're talking maybe a year if we're lucky. And because everybody's going to do it. And once everybody does it, it's worthless. And with and when it comes to when it comes to to lawyers or attorneys, when you do a branded when you change your name to San Diego personal injury attorney, well then you're not going to show up for a lot of the, the lawyer uh, search terms or vice versa. So you there's actual cases where you can actually pigeonhole yourself into only a certain amount of searches, even though Google is like super smart and, and knows somatic searches. For some reason, when it comes to local and GMB, you really pigeonhole yourself. So you're you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face. There's also one more thing, and that is, is that you have to watch out for people like that are in this webinar, me, Jason, Tim, and everybody else out there that does spam fighting. Because if we see city descriptor, probably spam. And if you're an SAB, you're getting reported. Period. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of that going on with it. That's one of our. That's one of the recommendations, by the way, that we do for every business. One of the one of the top things you can do to help your own business rank better is to do the searches, find the fake listings, and get them removed. Yep. Every single business should be doing that spam checking all the time. Um, by the way, you were talking about um, adding. So like, let's, talk, let's look at local marketing institute. Now, again, I, I do work for folks around here, although I am a service area business. Um, no need to defend yourself, Eric. No, that's okay. I'm not showing up in a knowledge panel over here because again, local marketing institute, it's not quite strong enough a signal. Now, if I turn off the geolocation though, and I go back out of Delray Beach, I do show up. Right, because, because you're, you're local to it. Because I'm so located within this service area. So just as a lot of factors here, guys, at, at play, bottom line, um, don't just name your business after a search term. Um, it's, it's not a good long-term strategy. All right, let's go on to something else here. Uh, <laughs> JB, here's a fun one for you. Uh, any tips for ranking on Bing? People are like, Bing? Why would I want to rank on Bing? Yes. Uh, Bing still, by the way, does have, don't ask me how, still has 20% of desktop market share. So believe, so believe it or not, you can actually keyword stuff your Bing listing name and they have no issues with that if you're doing local. Or uh, if you're wanting to do, you know, localized search, uh, this worked years ago and still works really, really well now. Uh, just add a bunch of images to your page and you make sure you're adding your all image tags. And I've noticed the difference between not having all image tags on, on pages and then adding them, especially with your keywords that you're trying to rank for and boom, it ranks. The other thing is Bing loves links. So the links that Google doesn't like and discredits, you can use a lot of those low level spammy links and link farms and whatever, and send a bunch of links to whatever page you want to rank and Bing loves it for some stupid reason. Yeah. And here's, here's, a, so here's, on. A, here's another thing. Connect yourself, connect your site to Bing Webmaster Tools. I would say it probably gives you more insight and data than Google Search Console. I have actually liked that. Actually, there's a... There's even a ver in Bing Webmaster Tools. There's even a version of hot, uh, a kind of their own hot frog yeah. version where you can where you can do site mapping. Site there is mapping. some really nice stuff in there. Yeah. You know, there's some great stuff in here. I won't go in because I got some some data from some clients in here. But yeah, one hundred percent agreed, Tim. Do site Bing Webmaster Tools. And hey, guys, claim your listing on Bing. Go to BingPlaces.com, claim your listing on Bing. And you want to know the fun part about this? You can actually connect this to your Google account and it will automatically bring in all the information from your GMB listings and, and create Bing listings for you. Nice. So kind of, kind of cool. Uh, but you know, it's another citation and Jason's absolutely right. Um, there's, there's some good things you could do out there and guys, have you ever come out this way? I'm taking you out to Weldworks. These guys, some amazing beers out there. They have a, they have an aged, uh, 
stout that is just a barrel aged stout that is off the chart. So, Hey, I'm in the area. So I'll, I'll head up anytime, man. You let me know. And uh, next time we have a PE summit out there, you got it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh no. Yeah, see, they separate us now, don't they? By countries. Uh, we'll and, fight. And, we'll and, fight and, to and get you back, Tim. We're, we're, Tim, yeah, come we'll out, come out here. We'll give you. We'll give you an an, an, an anti accent translator. <laughs> 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 All right, um, guys. I hate to this. I know we have more questions coming in. We are at time. I really wish we could have more time because there's several more questions I want to get to. We'll put them in the queue for next week. Uh, Tim, you're welcome back anytime, my friend. This was really enjoyable. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to join us today. Excellent. Yeah, I'd love to be. Love to be back. Yes, he is. He is the Greg Gifford of hotels. <laughs> we had someone Except say Tim was around before Greg. <laughs> right. No, Greg is the Tim Capper of auto. Auto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that way. I, I, it was quite we funny. We love you, with, Greg. It was, yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> I think the second slide in the local U yesterday. Greg was like, I don't put bullet points in my um, presentations. And I'm like, uh, oh, if for every bullet point you add in a presentation, you kill, kill a kitten. kitten. Yeah. Kill and, a kitten. I'm like, and I'm like, hang on, did Greg just call me a kitten killer? Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to have Greg come on and we have, we'll have to have, uh, you know, the gauntlet is thrown out there, Greg. So we'll have to have you on too. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, have a we... wonderful weekend. Guys, thank you for joining us. And we will see you again next Friday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, Bye, everybody. Good. All right. Happy weekend. Yeah.